You want to change the world, son. So do I. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Curious Christians Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Chavera, here with my co-host, Pastor Roger Kranz. Hey everyone. What is going on, Curious Christian Gang? We are super excited to have you guys here and listening once again. Um, we always just want to start off this podcast by thanking you guys for listening and uh, being a part of this community and family that is growing every single day. We are super proud to have you guys as Curious Christians, and uh, we just can't thank you enough, and uh, all all praise goes to God for allowing this to happen. Absolutely, and we want to encourage you that if you have a question or a comment, we'd love for you to write it in to thecuriouschristians.com. Uh, subscribe there, like, you know, follow all those great things, and um, and become part of our community. Yeah, guys, definitely this this community is growing, and so if uh, if you were kind of nervous at the beginning to get in and to become a member because you thought you might stand out a little bit, uh, it's growing. There's people in here now. You're not going to be the only one. Start asking questions and start coming in. We're we're talking to people. We're responding to people, and uh, people are still getting T-shirts, and we're getting some more stuff that's going to be coming in. So, uh, guys, just be on the lookout. Like I said, this community is going to continue growing, and uh, if you're not already a part of it, and you've been a listener, consider becoming a part of it. There's so many blessings that are going to um, come your way once you you start getting active with this community yes and we're thrilled at our numbers so we want to thank you and we want to thank god for that and brandon what is our topic for tonight tonight's topic is going to be about parenting so if this is uh kind of sectioning somebody off a little bit um you can either a listen to another podcast or you might even get something out of this one but um there's there's plenty of podcasts that we do specific topics and uh, maybe you've already uh, had your kids in and out of your life but me right now I have three young ones and so uh, maybe you're just curious to listen along and see what uh, you can get out of it but we're going to open up the topic of parenting and so I'm just going to open it up what does the bible say about parenting and then let's dive into just all the all the topics that can come of this Okay, great. You know, the great thing about doing a a topic on parenting is that it associates us with children. And every listener out here, including you and I, are children, right? So so everybody is going to get a piece of this um, when they they stay with us and listen to it. Um, You know, I wanted to start it off like this um, when you told me it was going to be about parenting. Um, I wanted to start off with a phrase that we used many years ago, and we brought it up several times. But um, here's the phrase we use. Being a parent cries out the need we have for God. You know, if you, if you never thought you had a need for God, become a parent. And then you'll see, it'll, your, your, your life will cry out the need for God. Because you're, you know, there is no handbook on parenting. I mean, there's a lot of them out there people tried to write. But there's really no handbook like our handbook of life, you know, the Bible. And, uh, and, and you know, the Bible doesn't have a whole lot in there about parenting. Um, however, we will go over what it does have and we'll, we'll talk about it tonight. You know, um, the Bible talks pretty clearly about, um, you know, as a parent, we should raise our children up in the way they should go. And when they get older, they won't depart from it. So, so that's a great thing. So as a, as a, as a Christian parent, uh, you, you know, you want to do your best to raise your child up, um, in the way that God, you know, instructs you to raise them up, you know, with, with all those godly attributes, you know, but if, if you want to get into the real world side of it, you know, the, the you know, the, the, uh, the everyday life of a parent type thing, 
Um, it's always going to boil down to this. Now, now, just remember, this, don't shoot the messenger here, okay? Because this is going to be something that touches every parent's heart. You know, the real world side of it is that every parent is an example. And so most of what our children, most of the way our children grow up are due to us and the example that we've set for them. And, uh, and, and just to kind of start it off, you know, maybe even a little controversial, um, I want to ask you a question. It's a real sobering thought if you think about it. Without God's grace, would your children get saved by your example? No. <laughs> well, I knew you'd smile, and I figured you'd laugh at that. But, you know, what a sobering thought for every parent to, to ask. You know, now, now this is the Curious Christians podcast, so I would think the majority of our listeners are Christian. Um, some of them may not be. But, you know, think about that. Without God's grace, is the example that you've been setting for your children enough for them to be saved by? And, you know, it's a, it's a real sobering thought to think the answer to that. It is, definitely. Um, you know, the thing is, is that you said in the beginning that parenting doesn't come with a handbook. And it's true. There's One of the things that bothered me so much, um, it didn't bother me before I was a parent, but it bothers me now that I'm a parent, is all these people who, um, they're not parents yet, or they're going to be parents soon, and they're judging 24 7 oh i would never let my kid do that i'd never let my kid do this you have no idea you you just have no idea <laughs> it, it is not that simple and so it it whenever you're judging like that you haven't been thrown into this world of parenting that is is so complicated and uh you know you talk about examples here one of the things that breaks my heart is uh and i'm sure people have always seen these but there's these commercials that go around and the commercial basically starts and it has a, uh, a dad yelling at the mom and he's screaming and yelling and the kid's watching it. And then it shows the kid, um, you know, maybe like a year or two later and he's yelling at somebody. And so it shows you that that direct, that, that thing is whatever he's doing, whatever, um, whatever he's displaying is something that he's seen before that, that child did not learn to yell. That child didn't learn to hit that child didn't learn to be, um, bratty because, he saw it um, on his own. He saw it from parenting. He saw it from uh, the the biggest thing I can say right now is, um, and you know, we need to try to get better at it too. Is iPads and and all those videos that they watch. You got to be careful with what they're watching. You know, they're getting on there and they're learning things that you might not be teaching them, but you're allowing it to happen. So, um, you know, when you when you bring that up, it's it's definitely a sobering thing because um, you're responsible. You're that parent. What did you learn when you were a kid that maybe you shouldn't have learned? So it, it takes it takes a lot of responsibility. Yeah, you know, one of the things that just really just killed me when I was growing up was when my parents would um, they they you know shoot a command out at me or shoot a demand at me, and I'd say why, and they just killed me when they'd look at me and say because I said so. So it's, it's almost like, and you know, it's almost like as a child, I thought, well, are, why are you so entitled <laughs> to be able to tell me what to do? You know, so I, I tried really hard not to do that with our children. We, we, we never gave them the answer because I told, well, I never gave them the answer because I told you so. I, I would tell them, you know, if, if they asked why, I'd tell them why I want you to do this. You know, I'd say, you know, play in the yard, but don't go past the tree. 
Well, why? Because if you go past the tree, you might get in the road and get hit by a car. You know, that's why. You know, so I tr always tried to t give them the why, tell them the why. You know, I didn't, I really never wanted to be that one that said, because I told you so, or because I said so. Because that didn't, that never told me anything when I was a young boy. So I, I, I knew it wouldn't tell my children anything either. So that was a, a, a good uh, life lesson learned, you know, from for my parenting skills. But um, yeah, I mean, children need to know why we're telling them what we're telling them. You know, th those days, uh, you know, that our parents and our parents' parents uh, had, they could, they could say, because I told you so. And if you don't like it, I'll bend you over my knee and I'll start slapping you until you cry, um, you know, until you you've had enough. Well, you can't do that anymore today. You know, there's there's too many laws and too many too many things that would stop you from doing those kind of things. Um, the Bible does. The Bible is very clear um, about you know disciplining your children. Um, matter of fact, you know there's there's a portion in the Bible uh, that talks about disciplining your children, and it says you know if you're going to spare this rod, then you're really going to spoil this child. You know. So, 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 you know, the way to go about it is make sure you're disciplining your child. If you love them, you'll discipline them, right? And sometimes that can be hard too. It's, it's, it's difficult sometimes to, to discipline them. I know sometimes people think they got this, this stern, you know, oh, this is how I'm going to parent. Once again, until you've been in that scenario and it's different throughout all stages of life, disciplining my, my, um, you know, my one-year-old is, is so much um, different than how I discipline my six-year-old because when my one-year-old is doing something he's just he's laughing and he's he's being disobedient but he doesn't really fully understand so if he's touching something and I keep telling him no and he's laughing and finally I, I smack his hand and I say no no and he gets his feelings hurt with my daughter it's different because she's six years old you have to explain it to her you actually have to sit her down and say this is why we're doing what we're doing and there's certain things that she learns and you almost have to learn how to break habits also i'll tell you one thing that um, she did this morning and it's it's killing me and uh, mom if you're listening i love you but this is because of you 100 <laughs> percent. I, I love you to death but she she got this from her because nanas are allowed to spoil their their grandchildren that's just the way it's been and i've seen it yeah that's a rule yeah. yeah so um so she she did this thing this morning she's done it a few times lately and so she woke up and uh my wife started cooking uh, breakfast and so Allie said um, I want Burger King and I said we're not going to Burger King I said I, I have work I have to do your mom's making breakfast you're you're going to eat that and she's like I don't want that and so I tried to um, almost appease her I said okay Allie we have muffins we have uh, eggs bacon waffles we have all sorts of things that we can have what would you like she goes I just want Burger King Okay, Allie, if you're going to be that way, then you're not just you're just not going to eat. You can either find something here. We have plenty of food, or you're just not going to get anything. So um, she she just sat and sulked for a while, and so then right about the time for church, she comes crying and she says she's hungry, and so we ask her what she wants, and she says she wants to make muffins now, which is something that we offered her originally, and so we were we were about to run out the house. We only had about 15 minutes to make a church, and we told her no. Then she got her feelings hurt again. And so it's that learned trait, but she's done that a few times now. And that comes from her whining 
and getting her way. Oh, you know, we're going to have this. And she's like, well, I don't want that. I want Chick-fil-A. You know, my mom, because she always likes to, you know, make her happy. She'll be like, well, honey, it's okay. We'll go run out to Chick-fil-A. And she'll go run and grab her Mm Chick-fil-A. And so that's a habit that we have to learn how to break. But I, I say that to say this. It was difficult to see my daughter so upset because I love her and I had so much work I had to do. I couldn't run out and go get her Burger King, but it was difficult to see her sitting on the couch crying, even if it was over Burger King. That's my little girl that breaks my heart. You know, I I don't want her to cry. So it takes, um, it takes that, you know, to, um, to spare the rod, spoil the child. You know, if, if, if I don't tell her no and stick to my guns, if I run out and go get Burger King, how much more damaging is that to her than it is for me to stick to my guns? Yeah. Well, she wants a car, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I'll I'll get you this $10,000 car, but I want the $50,000 car. Yeah. I hope thankfulness kicks in at that point. Yeah, really. Um, Yeah. yeah, So, you know, it, it actually says, you know, if you love your child, discipline them. So as a parent, you know, we have that responsibility and you're right. It's so hard. It's so hard to watch them cry and and sit there and sulk and whatnot. You just want to give them what they want. And I'm sure God feels that way about us too. You know, I'm sure we're created in his image. So he's got to feel the way we feel. And, and, uh, it's, it is so satisfying when we cook, like cook breakfast for them and they, they sit there and eat it and then say, thank you. Right. We're so satisfied by that so so god must be too when we're thankful so yeah i mean not only it's not only just about disciplining them it's also about teaching them to be thankful in all things when they see us unthankful over the things that we get or have they learn that trait that's another trait that they're going to learn from us so we want them to see us thankful you know and when so god transforms us and is conditioning us as parents Hopefully, our children are seeing what thankfulness is really all about, you know? Yeah, of course. So, you know, the Bible may not have uh, a bunch of different verses on parenting, but what we do have here is a, uh, a pastor of 30 years who is dedicated to God, and he's got three grown children. So I'd like to ask you real quick, um, or not real quick, I'd like you to kind of dive into them a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, what are a few things um, that you now know as uh, an adult who's got three kids that are out of the house growing up what are three um, or a few very important things that uh, you want to tell to some of us who have younger children well you know obviously we just got through to talking about thankfulness thankfulness is uh, the, the probably if you said what's the most important thing you could teach your child I would say thankfulness because that everything else falls under that umbrella of thankfulness if they're not thankful you know, you're going to have a lot more mornings like this morning where they, they, they want what they want and that's the end of it, you know. Um, so thankfulness would definitely probably be number one. The, the second thing is, you know, when, when as a parent, if when you're telling your child what to do or, or, or you know, that this is what they you want them to accomplish, you know, like it could be do, do your homework, clean your room, whatever it is. You know, I think it's really important if you want them to obey you, which we all do, then they have to know the why behind it. They have to know that why. It's not good enough to say because I said so. So thankfulness and the why are definitely two of the the biggest things, you know. Um, the other thing is part of that thankfulness is is honoring your parents, you know, understanding 
you you know you you have the things you have in this life because of your parents and because your parents are blessed by God so it's a blessing that's passed down from God to your parents and then from your parents to you that's one of the things that you want to make sure you teach your children is that when you are blessed become a blessing to someone else and so when when the parents are blessed you know like my wife and I we talk about it all the time we, you know, we, like the other night we were having, uh, last night we had uh, ribs. We just cooked them in the oven and they were, they were great. And we're sitting there and I looked at her and I said, you know, we're so blessed. She goes, we sure are. And, and so when we recognize and identify that we are blessed by God, you know, now did we, did we go out and earn the money to buy those ribs? Yes, we did. But you know, it's God that gave us the abilities to do the work that we do in order to have that money. So Ultimately, it's, it's always God that, does, that brings the blessing. And God teaches us that when we're blessed, we should be a blessing to others. And so, you know, when, when, the, when the child sees the parents thanking God and being thankful and, and, and realizing that they're blessed, then, and, and, and in turn are blessing the children, then that's when the children are gonna learn thankfulness and they're gonna learn that they're blessed too. And, uh, and then hopefully over the years, you know, you, you teach them how to bless others. And, and there's, there's a right way and a wrong way to bless others. You know, you want to be listening to God, you know, listening to the Spirit. But, you know, anytime you can be blessed, you should be a blessing to others. That's extremely important, being thankful. Um, you know, one of the things that um, growing up I learned, and I love my parents to death for teaching me this. I don't know what it was that they truly did that instilled this in me, because obviously it was something deep that's got that's got me to where I am. But um, I cannot stand uh, rude people. My parents have always uh, taught me growing up to be nice to everybody. I approach everybody as a nice person. And I just don't understand. It's it's almost not in me to comprehend rude people. I don't know what makes them rude. I'm not sure why. I can be having a bad day. I will still, here's one of the things I do all the time. I will go through and I'll order something from a fast food restaurant. And they'll be like, you know, go ahead. Okay, well, this is what I want. Uh, okay, your total seven, seven, whatever. Okay, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Get up to the window. Here's my card. Take it. Thank you. They hand it back. Thank you. Hand me my food. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm. I'm just. I'm. It comes out. It's just natural. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm nice to people. They're doing their job. I'd like to be nice to them. And it's almost. It's not even something I have to think about. It comes out. And so I. I you know. I've seen so many times where th- this. This gets to me to no end. People would do it growing up, and uh, I hate when people do this. They will go up to the window, and the first thing they'll say when someone's like, uh, "Can I take your order?" And they, they start it off. They say, "Give me a number one." What do you mean give me? Can I please have a number one? Like, is it right, so hard? Right. Oh man, those little things. And somebody out there said, you know, somebody's like, I say that all the time. Is that rude? <laughs> no, it, it may not be rude. Just maybe they're just doing their job and they don't think anything of it. But man, I don't know what my parents did, but I hope I can I hope I can instill that in my children. It's a mixture of thankfulness and politeness. And those combinations together, even through my days where I was not um not being the best person, maybe following the wrong crowd, I still had this overwhelming politeness in me to everybody I came in contact with and uh, a respect for my elders too. You know, I always respected people that were older, even if I disagreed with them. And so it was just, it was just something that they instilled in me. And I think that's incredibly important too. 
Yeah, you know, my, my dad was very um, strict and he, he passed down a lot of great things from his dad, which passed down from his dad and so on and so on. And, you know, he was very big on, you know, a job worth doing is worth doing well, you know, and things like that. But he, he taught me this. He said, you know, everyone that you meet in your life for the first time, should you should meet them as a friend unless otherwise, unless they show themselves otherwise. So everyone should always be a friend. And, and even the Bible, you know, says, you know, you should, you should show yourself friendly. You know, a brother should show himself friendly. So, and, and, the, and, and it says that we should greet, you know, Christians should greet each, uh, each other with a holy kiss. Now, that doesn't mean going around, you know, macking on each other. It just means show the person that you're glad to see them, you know, that you, you, you're, you appreciate their presence uh, with you. And, uh, and so those are, those are things that are passed down. And so I've passed those down to my children. Now, whether they do it or not, I'm trying to think. I, I, I can't say that I've seen them. I mean, my children are very well behaved, but I can't say that they meet everyone as a friend. But, you know, we've, we've at least laid it out there for them and, and passed it down to them, you know, so they'll do with it what they're going to do with it. But um, I think, you know, when a parent gets to the point where they're empty nesters, which my wife and I are now empty nesters, and we have none of our children live at home with us anymore. We know that we, when we lay our head on our pillow at night, we've, we've laid the foundation. We've laid a biblical foundation for our children, right? So our children know that foundation. So it's up to them at this point now whether they're going to follow it or not. Yeah, that's very important. Um, you know, we got a little little bit of time left here, and I kind of want to dive into two quick um, two quick topics. Um, so the first one is I I say I say because you know I'm I'm very blessed. I had two wonderful parents. I really did, and uh, the morals that they instilled in me are priceless, absolutely priceless. Um, and mom and dad, if you're listening, once again, I love you guys so much for for getting me there because I I don't think I would have made it this far in life with all the mistakes I've made if, uh, if you guys hadn't brought me up with such good morals. And, uh, so with that being said, um, there are people out there who have, um, parents who did not live up to, um, being the parent they were supposed to be. And so how does someone who had a parent who was absent or a parent who was not uh, the best example for them. How do they go about switching that? Because we talked about learning examples um, in the last podcast about giving. Um, you learn from the examples of your parents. How do you um, how do you shift that? How do you break that chain and become the good parent? Great question. Because this will probably touch a lot of people. But you know the the great thing about God is when when there's something lacking in your life. God replaces it, and, um, and and I'll just give you an example. You know, when my my mom and dad both passed away now, and uh, when when uh, when I came down here to Florida to live, um, you know, I didn't have that father figure, and there was so many times, so many times that I needed some advice or that I just needed to ask my dad a question, but he wasn't here anymore, and uh, and so God replaced him with my pastor, and uh, and so I was. Uh, you know, I was a minister of music at the time and my pastor really kind of, whether he wanted the job or not, he kind of took on a lot of the, the duties of my dad. 
I mean, he was there for me and he, he answered, he was my mentor and he was my example. And, uh, and I'll never forget him for that. Um, he, God, God used him in so many ways. I just can only imagine what kind of blessings he has waiting for him. Uh, he's still with us, but um, how many blessings, you know, he'll have uh, when he gets to heaven. So if you're in a position where you may have not had the best examples growing up, you think it's important to find a mentor or someone who can help guide you into those, um, those traits that you need to learn. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's not that you have to go out in, in search of one. You know, the Bible says that when you have the Spirit of God, when you're saved, that the Holy Spirit dwells within you and he gives utterance for you. So God knows what your needs are. And if you're lacking in an area, like for instance, a mentor or a father figure or a mother figure, whatever, God will, God will send someone into your life that will replace what you're lacking. And, uh, and, and, and he, that's just the beauty of God. He, he makes sure all your needs are met always. So my last question is going to be um, one that I, I kind of want you to expand on. Um, we, we did a podcast before about, um, for men, it was um, about being the head of your house. Um, I want to know specifically about how to um, lead a godly family and how as the head of the house you are to, to go about that. And I want to come at it from this point. Um, you know, my daughter is six years old and uh, I met you know, I've been with my wife for about seven years. I'm just now starting to really get into the faith and become the person who I hope I'm supposed to be. So for, you know, six years, I've been a dad, but I can't really say that I've been the spiritual leader of my house. I wish I could say that. And I hope I can say that. And, you know, the future that, you know, at this point in time, I became a spiritual leader of my house. And this is why my kids turned out, you know, great. But from my standpoint now, it almost feels like I don't know so much. There's so much that I wish I did know. And it's almost hard because I spiritually, you know, I, I told the podcast the other night that we were at a, um, we were at an event where the, um, the pastor had asked for us to hold our wife's hands and to, um, pray with her or to pray for her. And he basically said, if you're bold enough, openly say your prayer to your, to your wife in her ear. And uh, I, I couldn't do it. I just, I froze. That, um, that type of insecurity almost falls to a head of the house role, uh, spiritually speaking. Do I provide for my family? Yes. Am I out there busting my hump every day, getting them food and water and everything they need? Yes. Do they have toys, everything they could want, vacations? I think I provide them with more than what they need. Spiritually, if I feel like I'm just now getting to a point where I'm learning, how do I take on that role that's daunting of being the head spiritual leader of my family and bringing them all to Christ when I'm still searching for all these answers? Well, that's that's a good question, but you know, it's it, the pressure can really be taken off of you in a big way because God never puts more on you than you can handle, number one. But number two, God always supplies your needs. That's one thing you can always bank on God and the one thing you can always understand about Him. He, he always takes care of your needs. So you, you, your phrase earlier was, what if I don't know enough? You, you, you always know enough. God, because He'll give you what you need at the time you need it. You, it may not be something that you can quote today, but tomorrow, if the need arises, God will give you that. He'll take care of that need for you. Uh, 
So that's the great thing about having faith in him is, is, is waking up every day and saying, you know, God, you know, I'm, I'm so worried that I'm not going to be a good enough spiritual leader today. You don't have to do that because God, God will see the need and he'll, he'll take care of it as needed until you become that that person that can be a mentor for someone else or be, until you you've had it happen enough times where you know it, it just comes natural to you um it's, it's the great thing about god he's he's he, he says i'll i'll always supply your needs uh according to my riches and glory in christ jesus so you you'll your needs are always met with him and uh it just the just the desire alone to be the spiritual leader of your home is huge that's that's a huge piece of this this puzzle, and uh, and so just to have that desire, God's already on the lookout to see what you're going to need, when you're going to need it, and He's going to be there for you. So, you know, let your hope rest in Him. So here's an example. You know, um, I have a uh, one-year-old who is not going to understand church or anything I really say besides you know juice and stuff like that right now. Um, I have a four-year-old who's starting to get around. If you ask him who um, who our Savior is, he'll say Jesus. Um, we, we're starting to slowly get him to understand certain things, and so he's you know he's growing. Um, he's very hyperactive and likes to be moving around. So I'd like to incorporate stuff with you know almost biblically that we can do together, and it'll be fun. Um, but like I said, I'm just starting to learn, and one of the things that uh, I I almost wish that I kind of had some more answers with, and I'm, uh, hopefully I can pray about it and get some. But um, my daughter's six years old, and I think she's starting to get to a point where she uh, needs to understand more. And so I haven't really, she still has that, you know, we were in church today, and she might go over to Children's Church and get more from over there and doing activities, but she still kind of seems a little bit distant from that. How is a dad, do you really bring that interest of, our faith, Jesus, you know, what, what we believe in, how do you bring that to, um, someone, a, a child who's at that age where they can start to understand things and they should know the more in-depth version. Beautiful question. And God's got a beautiful answer for you. And he kind of answered it at the very beginning of this podcast when he said, a parent is an example. And so there's many things that you could sit down and try to teach her, but the, the greatest thing she'll learn from you as the spiritual leader of the home, number one is that you're taking, you're holding yourself accountable as the spiritual leader of the home. And number two, the example you set as the spiritual leader. When she sees that, she'll have a, her own desire to be a godly daughter because she has a godly daddy. I love that. That's great. You know, uh, the more I grow in my faith, the better I am. She's going to see that and she herself will use that as an example. So that, that, that really was answered right in the beginning. So man, I, I absolutely love that. And you know, guys, if you're, if you're a parent right now, one of the things that I can say in my, my six years of being a parent is, um, don't be so hard on yourself. Uh, I had to learn that a few times. And so, you know, you might say, man, I just, I had a stressful day and I was being stressed out. The truth is, is that we're all human and we're going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there's your, your kids love you. They love you un you know, uncontrollably. They have all the love in the world for you. So lighten up on yourself a little bit. You know, if you're out there providing, and you're doing things for your kids and you're, you're trying to be that good parent. If you have a bad day, it's okay. 
Um, the truth is, is that I can look back in my childhood and only remember a few instances where um, my parents were, you know, mad or yelling or something like that. I remember all the good things. That's really what I remember. And I think what's shocking is because as a child, you think grownups and your parents have everything figured out. You think that they just, they hit adulthood and everything is is in order the way it's supposed to be. And they know what's going on 24 seven. And then you become an adult yourself and you realize you still have no clue what's going on. And there's still so much left to learn. So put yourself in that position and realize how you thought of your parents. You thought they were these people who knew everything and that they were these wonderful people because you loved them enough to believe that. And that's what you still hold in your heart. That's how your child holds you. And so, like I said, just just lighten up. I'd love to tell a story. And my mom's probably screaming at the mic, don't you tell that story. So I'm not going to tell it. But mom, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I love you, mom. Guys, that's all the time that we have for this podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And we will see you on the next one.